0: Program by pushing buttons on a computer that don't want to respond. It's just been one technological nightmare after another for me today. Somehow another I even managed to trip over a camera, say hi to Tanya. Hi Tanya. Hi
1: Tanya. (laughs) Your camera's over there. Look at
0: at your camera and say hi. Hi Tanya. Tanya. (laughs) Well, you know, the only reason I say that is because (laughs) if you can see Tanya because you're watching this podcast, it's not because I didn't kick over the camera earlier and snap off the little end that connects it. It's because, fortunately, I had a backup connector, which then took another hour to synchronize. Anyway, nobody really wants to know all these details. But they might want to know if it really, I broke that camera sometime back in July or early August, and that's why we've been gone so long. And the answer to that question is no. We did not back, break the camera in early August. We've just had a crazy, it's almost, well, if it's early August, it's the 19th, it's the 19th of October by the time we're sitting down and recording this. So we are um, <clears throat> two months Almost. Well, it's yeah, August 9th, September time. 9th. Yeah, since then we've had uh, a lot going on. Well, there's been some significant stuff that have been transpiring in our world in the last period of months. I guess chief among them has been um, your mom and dad got really sick, and you had to go take care of them. So you went to Missouri. Tell us a little bit about that Missouri trip, and I'll fix this real quick.
1: Well, <laughs> I'd well. like to say it was a pleasure trip, but well, it, was. it was. It was fun. But it didn't start out that way probably. I had the freedom, praise God, because of, um, kind of a lull at work, but also deciding that it was just time. Um, my mom and dad had been kind of sick, but it, they had gotten worse before any was able, anyone was free to go and help them. Um, just, you know, make sure they were eating and, um, able to get up and down and whatever else needed to be done, but also the added um stressor was that they had just closed on a house that the house they were selling, so they were going to be moving in a month, so there was a lot of different things I knew maybe they might need help with, and it just was that God put it on my heart to be able to go and provide it away and so I was able to go did you say why you so, went or
0: did i i didn't lead with that so. you
1: said they were sick
0: I said they were sick well here's what's interesting about it was. Um, I had just been down there the week before taking and putting, installing my, yeah, it was the it was week before. No, it was barely because it was four days before I came back and then you jumped on an airplane oh. because the week before, because they, they, they couldn't have been longer because they were sick the time I was there and you were not going to wait well, another two or three Good weeks point. until yeah. they got <laughs> seriously ill and died almost on us. And it was, um, so anyway, uh, I went down there to get Judah checked into college because I actually out of, you know, out of nine, well, seven, eight children. We got what's, that, are, that looks like they might actually stick it through to the end of college. We still yeah. have one oh, left. In bachelor's it. Degree. So real he quickly, has an
1: associate's degree already. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we got a little, He's the only you know, one that the actually The cool thing is, I
0: think did. it's just hilarious. You didn't get a full college diploma, so we didn't get a full-size college diploma. Oh, they yeah, sent yeah, him an associate's thing. degree, which is about a half of a piece of paper size. I don't know if we're living a green culture depends, up here in yeah, Northwest. It depends on uh, the
1: school, because mine, I think, was pretty full-size, but it was still just well, associate's Well,
0: Either way, we're Glad that he survived it. I'd say we're proud of him, and we are, but we're glad that he survived this, this program. Survived a what?
1: Going into? He
0: survived his associate's degree, and now he's oh, trying to goodness. survive the rest of his degree. So the first thing he does when he gets to college and is he says, um, first or, or a week or so into it. because I really like this. I think I'll keep doing this forever and ever and ever. He said, well, he said yeah, get another degree. and get two, two bachelors instead of one. So he's thinking whatever he needs to do to stretch out his college oh, experience. I don't know about
1: that. What I know is he's enjoying the place where he got to finally get to because of not the college experience of just being at school. And this is a, probably a topic for another day, but the school he's actually at. Is, um, it's a great program. It's very patriotic. It's very yeah. encouraging of his own faith. And so there's been a lot of, uh, he sees a lot more opportunity, which is what we had hoped he would once he got there. The um, We'll we'll advertise for the school. It's called Calls of the Ozarks, and it's a great program because it allows kids to not have um, debt when they come out of that school as well, long as they do uh, Do what kind of what the school asks of them. There's a few, you know, specifics of the way they have to work while they're at the school, and such. But they will pay for their tuition through um, working at the school, and so it's a really neat um, opportunity for kids who may or may not, you know, think they have a chance to go to college. So that was kind of neat. But I don't think I'd want them just in any school right now because there's so much, so much craziness out there and being taught at the. liberal arts level of you know these days is is pretty bad and yet there are a few schools that i think really are offering at least some different kinds of training that they may definitely need and and can be done protecting their faith and their um understanding of the way that we believe that the united states ought to be handled as well so some different things like you know that like that were encouraging to him he yeah, inni- well, he initially really um, warmed up to the school and, and found camaraderie in that because he we found well, people that thought like he did. And we, and we talk
0: a lot on this show about um, worldview, and we're going to probably get into that a little bit today. And one of the things that's interesting is finding a college out there or an, a higher education institution that shares a common worldview. I mean, it's almost to where, you know, we talk about homeschooling and, and the fact that part of the reason for homeschooling is that we have the, we as parents have the right um, and well, I mean, it's not even right. As parents, we have the, the given responsibility. responsibility. Now, really, you can yeah. lose your right as parents. That's what happened in China. The, everything that's born back in the back mm-hmm. ten, fifteen years ago. I don't even know. Probably still today, um, is that your right? Your offspring belong to the state. Mm-hmm. There's, an, there's an understanding that you mm-hmm. nothing is your own, not your property, not even your offspring. That's that's communism at its fullest form. Um, but for us as parents, we believe that every gift is given to us a child and we're responsible for that child Well, the, the scary thing so
1: is our country has actually angled that direction even in way back in the formation of the uh, public school system The There was a, at one time a belief that the parents were responsible for that or the parents would find tutors or find apprenticeships that the you know would train the children and extra skills maybe the parents didn't have available to them, but um it was at one point that we would see that, you know, it belonged to the parent, but then it somehow segued into no longer do the parents uh, have the expertise to know what the children need or something like that. So, yeah, it became, I think, a lot more closely related to what goes on in other countries like China where it's more of an indoctrination of what they want them to believe. and And we even learned in early homeschooling that, some of the written paperwork for the organization of, like, I don't know if it's the education system, the, what's the name of the um, Department of Education, or if it was about the public school, um, the way it was launched. you remember when it when it became a uh, uh, compulsory, I don't forget what it's called, but anyway, w- we learned from a uh, man who's gone on to be with Lord now, Chris Klica, that, that that's actually written into the organization of the public school, isn't it? To, to, um, verse kids in humanism to get them into a line of thinking that separates them from their original. I I don't remember that. Not intentionally. I don't disagree with
0: you. I don't disagree. It's probably there. I could Google it. I mean, I do
1: remember that. But what I'm saying is we've been recently, or I've been recently, alerted to the fact that way back even then, it was starting to seep into the mindset of people that, you know, either to take away the rights of the parent or to... um, at least believe that the parent doesn't have what they want they whoever they is out there the ominous they want kids to learn these days well
0: you know we're christians so we can go with they are forces of evil that seek to destroy us <laughs> be it in spiritual or political or cultural right um or, or i said spiritual so that's spirit that's it it's all a <laughs> racial i guess we could add that but that's usually going to be one of those three as well uh i I was uh, saying that even in our college industry, you know, where homeschoolers have taken on that from their own worldview is one of the reasons that we homeschool one of, to control that because we have that authority, that right over our children. We believe that, we hold that, and we will, no matter what our political systems are, we'll seek that out. We'll look for a place for that, right? Um, But in our higher educations, we're literally paying people, at that point you're paying people to educate your children. There's not a lot of colleges that have a worldview that's in line with us. And, uh, you know, we would, you mentioned um, Hard Work U as its nickname, but um, College of the Ozarks. And then there's Hillsdale, which is another one that's more origin, uh, uh, originalist in its view of our, of our country and constitution. Yeah. Um, so well, there are some that are to, beginning to emerge.
1: Both of these schools, well, actually, College of the Ozarks does take some federal funds, but Hillsdale stri- t- tries to stay completely out of federal funds so that they don't have to. Um, be under the regulations of whatever the federal yeah. uh, mandates are for curriculum and stuff. So I don't know. College of the Ozarks does some complying, I think, so that they can get some of the FAFSA funds that are available right. to the students. But hopefully, hopefully not enough to compromise what they believe they should be teaching kids. And and that's what yeah. So we're thankful to be able to be involved in that because it was a a really cool dream way back in the day of. Um, and I'm gonna forget the name of the man. My mom would be probably. Sad that I'm forgetting his name, but I don't have it in front of me at the moment. <laughs> the man
0: well, who came up with the idea. But. And <laughs> just to the College, just in case anyone's curious, I know there's a lot of colleges out there that have a more conservative point of view. They're just not larger, not known. Yeah. You know, when you get into these larger discussions, Hillsdale's seen a lot of press in the last 15 years because of its um, uh, more political approach. And so also is true, I think, with College those are Ozarks. Well, it's Christian-based, that patri- patria- patriotic, I'm sorry to say patriacy. <laughs> patriarchy and patriotic a patriotic point of view is um, is seen everywhere. Well, I was I wanted to make a joke early on but I missed my window but uh-huh. you know we live in the northwest where we have evergreen where no one has to work for anything and so we had to send our son to the midwest where he has to work for everything <laughs> because the colleges you work your way through school he has nearly a 30 hour a week job within it's, the school that pays his how many hours?
1: It's actually just 15 hours a week well, but in his first semester he has they have to do one week of forty hours, and they have to do a couple of yeah. uh, holiday things and stuff. So they make up. <laughs> yeah, they have a pretty tough go of it because they have a full schedule of classes as yeah. well. And
0: they're and learning a Judah, basic trade. A,
1: other kinds of things such yeah. as theater and stuff on his yeah. back yeah. as well. So that's, a that, pretty that,
0: that's that by itself is a pretty good thing because that means he's got a basic trade he's learning. Even you know, as my mother said when I said I wanted to be a music a rock star, which I never really turned out to be. In an alternative universe, I'm a rock star. <laughs> Um, I think
1: when you wanted to be a missionary, because you're going to lead up to how she told you you need to have something
0: to fall back on. She said I needed something to fall back on. Well, I think that was more the rock star. (laughs) um, Okay. (laughs) Because I think she might have have seen a clergy approach as something financial. She 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 didn't trust any clergy, at least not from the outlook of her life. What's your
1: real job, right?
0: (laughs) She didn't didn't trust any clergy. I mean, not that her lifestyle demonstrates that She trusted them that whole lot. I mean, she's not off the wires. She's a well-behaved elderly... Southern... ...person of... (laughs) No, very proper. She was very proper, so much so that we weren't even allowed to choose our own dishes at our wedding. Um,
1: (laughs) Okay, we're not trying to bash your mother. Okay, she wouldn't remember that we
0: did anyway. Um, So, Uh uh, I know it's rough. Uh, The uh, where was I going with all this? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, what is it about my mother? I'm, what, 55 years old, and she can still sidetrack me and make me lose my entire sin. You know, she's, she has Alzheimer's, it's and it's contagious when I talk about us, it. Right? So it's a thing.
1: If you have to hold that heavily. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we, so what I'm getting at with this extremely long open for today is that we have been interrupted. Our life has been interrupted. And I don't know. And this is another thing. We might even chat on this for a second. It's been kind of interesting because in the last we, I think the, the dust has settled I mean, your mom and dad being sick created a little bit more of an and upheaval. By the way,
1: praise God, they are okay. They came through a pretty hefty sickness, and who knows if it was COVID. It doesn't really even – I don't think it's, a re- according it's relevant. According to the medical opinion of a state trooper, and, and, uh, your
0: brother-in-law.
1: It was just – I think anyone could have had an opinion. It was definitely a, a heavy virus. They they would say, you know, virus probably h- harder hit them than just about anything, but they – um, are at an age where it was going to be hard on them no matter what, probably just a severe cold can be really uh, debilitating and take your energy away when you get up in years a little bit more. Anyway, but praise God, when I got there, my dad was the sickest. Mom, mom had already turned a little bit, was getting better. She was getting strength daily, kind of being able to eat more and get up more. But um, dad was still pretty down, had <coughs> just recently kind of gotten the, the brunt of the illness. Um, right before I got there so he was able to uh, get finally get where we could get him outside get some fresh air get some (laughs) getting some strength now he's still trying to build back some of his strength I think but at least he's up and around and doing and they're both doing well so I just praise the Lord for that that was him directly healing them and giving them uh, ability to shake whatever it was that was trying to Steal their life and joy.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, you can still
1: pray for them. They're having uh, a lot of transition right now, though, still. They've got um, some different things going through living in a trailer for a little bit or camper for a little bit while they transition to build a uh, building on some property. So, anyway, God's going to take care of them as He always does. Um, But yeah, in the meantime, kind of rocked our world a little, mostly because um, I was having a conversation with my employer who was struggling with wanting us to be vaccinated at our um, place. Of course, we're in Washington State, so governor is um, putting down the mandates around us, around the thing which some of the governors have decided they could do. Um, but struggling with that myself, I just decided it was best just to go ahead and say um, that she could find someone else to work for if that was going to be an absolute. Don't think she ever even... Still said it was, I, I don't know what her stance on current. I think that's how she came down, and she decided to go ahead and push that on through. I was only part-time, so it wasn't a big deal. I'm sad to be gone from there because I enjoyed those people, but I also um, struggled with it enough, and we've tried to figure out what our next things are Well, and going to be in our life, And it wasn't, and it was just was to be okay clear, time. was it
0: because you're anti-vaxxer? <laughs> are you an anti-vaxxer? I need to know because I'm married to you.
1: Nah. No, I'm I've never I would never call myself that because I've gotten plenty of vaccines in my time. This issue feels deeper and broader than that and these vaccines are of newer design and different. And I I have seen too many that it's not made the difference either direction. So I don't feel compelled either direction. I don't feel like a anti vaccine this i'm definitely pro freedom and and believe everyone should make their own decisions about yeah, this kind and of I, things, especially as medical, medical unprofessionals
0: um, i mean you're well, you're you're I'm a medical, medical somewhat coach. professional i'm medical <laughs> unprofessional okay. as a medical unprofessional though um, for me the issue is is was is and will always be um, about our right to privacy and about as a human being in america it's in our it's in our it's in our constitution i mean the thing that's weird in the medical community about the, the force to disclosure is that breaks written rules yeah. about medical disclosure. You know, it absolutely you know, does. You know, and that's what we're seeing in the news today, and we're seeing with pilots and everything. This this issue, this battle, is trying to, is being framed in our politics. And without getting into, it. so here's the point where I say: so we have a rumble channel that we haven't set up yet, but um, so we could talk about this without fear of being excommunicated from the religion, the religious uh, community of certain places where this podcast is located. Um, but uh, but I, I, it shouldn't be an issue because number one, nobody watches the podcast. And number two, um, it's really not. I don't think this is anything that we should be making a big deal out of. I mean, that should be made a big deal out of by people that are watching. The, the struggles that we're having in our um, culture right now are, are around our, our, our fundamental rights and they affect our rights as Christians. And not our rights to be um, compliant to a government order or something like that, but our rights to determine for ourselves what our what our liberties are, the effect on our, our religious freedoms and those kinds of things. And what and what's happening in the, in the politic is it's being framed around the idea of you're just refusing to take something that's good for you and you don't care about your fellow man. They're framing it around the drug. And, and I really don't. I think that that's where my heart is in this. It has very little to do with the drug. We could have a conversation about whether the drug's safe or not, and I've listened to all sorts of people and yada, yada, well, yada. Well, and like yada. you're saying, the
1: safety to myself, that's not thats not even the issue. It's not a concern. It, it doesn't feel as if, yeah, it feels as if they're kind of trying to make us decide how we're going to care for someone else. And if you don't do this, you're not caring for someone else. You're, you know, whether it's wearing a mask or yeah. having a vaccine or something, they're going to determine for us how the masses will, will care for each other or whatever. And it's, yeah, it's difficult as a Christian because we believe that God's a little bit, we believe God's given us autonomy to hear his voice and caring for others, but also that there's a deeper issue going on. There's yeah. a lot more of a spiritual sense of things that that they're also controlling, which are fears and, and real irrelevant um, life or death matters, you know, that, that a, to a Christian is is really deep and it's it's our whole faith. Right. So for us to take that trivially and just comply with the government, yeah, is yeah. it's not the way we do. And, and I want
0: to be real clear about one thing for me, just to be clear. We are not saying that we are not vaccinated and we're not saying that we are vaccinated. We're saying we refuse to disclose that information because that's the issue. And what I'm and what I'm trying to say is that we're the government's trying to frame it or the the people are trying to frame it that you're saying, so, so that if I say I refuse to disclose, well, you're not vaccinated.
1: Well, how do you know? Yeah, like it's an automatic. Yeah. That's what they and were that, saying about the, one of the groups I was reading about, um, that was the whole point, they were, uh, I think it was one of the police unions or something that said they just weren't, they, half of them were, but they did the not, Chicago they just police did union not want to bring right their records because they believe that's inherently wrong for yeah. them to demand them, yeah. It's, it's very strange. It's the strangest conversation we've had, I think, in our country in a really long time that is, is feeling like someone, and maybe this administration or, or someone in the administration, whatever, feels like they can go directly against our constitutional rights and be okay with it. And it's just <laughs> running rampant to to confuse all of us as to why that's allowed. Yeah, I don't We're quite privacy, understand yeah. it. But. It's mm-hmm.
0: weird because now it's almost a matter of privacy being... Um, and we're gonna get stuck here because I want to go into this something. I'm jumping to other things. <laughs> Privacy is now something we want. We're almost like if you come out about the right things, then you don't. Not only do we not want you to be private about it, we want you to be boasting about it. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like okay, have, um, are yeah, you? Well, Today we're putting an admiral stars on a transgender individual who hasn't even had who has tracers, never been in the so military easy. at all. <laughs> Um, and so it's it's clearly a political move. And I don't again. If somebody goes in, I don't care. Well, I do care um, because I think that God creates us a certain way, and that, that's not even a biological thing. That God creates us a certain way, and that He doesn't make mistakes in His creation. When somebody immediately says, "I'm not the way God made me," then you're literally saying, I mean, now I'm not saying that if God made you without limbs that that, that there's there's an app. Af- that all of it, if God makes you without limbs, that's not God making you without limbs. That means that sin has affected you negatively from how you were originally created, and therefore you're, you're losing function. So the only thing that's outside of what God creates and intends is because of something broken, not something God intended. Mm-hmm. And so when we begin to call that which is broken not broken, then um, and the Bible calls that which is evil good. And I realize those are strong words, but evil in the biblical understanding of that is, is something that is not God's intention. It's just you're, you're either what God intended or you're not. And or it's either what God intended or it's not. Um, anyway, to me, there's the, this issue. The issue now we're lauding things that, you know, if it's if it's the right thing that you would have maybe kept to yourself at one point in time. Um, you go out and talk about it. Mm-hmm. But if it's the wrong thing, you don't talk about it. And therefore, if you're not talking about it, you're probably the wrong thing. <laughs> and it's the same thing. So, for so example, nowadays, if, it's, if you're gay and you come out of the closet or one of the alphabet community and you come out of the closet, <laughs> And you, you you laud that, and I don't know in my entire life that there was ever a point where I led a conversation with my sexual preference. Yeah, no. it's like I choose to have sex with women. Hi, my name is Greg. That doesn't make sense to me. There's no there's no yeah. logic in that.
1: Well, it's obvious that.
0: And for the correct the one enemy woman, of our soul
1: <laughs> the, the minute the enemy of our souls wants to, like you're saying, kind of reverse the order of what identity ought to be, mm-hmm. and in every sense of that word, it is being. Yeah, kind of held it to a standard in our government, which, in the past, we would we would fight against that because constitutionally we have an annual rights that are given by God, but instead now it feels like, it, but I but someone out there, whoever they are, has decided what your rights are, mm-hmm. and they're gonna order yeah order it according to how, either what's funny about it is according to what they're struggling with themselves, which you know we've seen these things we've seen suicides up so high and so many different categories of people struggling but instead of dealing with the true issues which we would say are Romans 1 who who people know and they're without excuse that they've literally turning right the opposite of the way God has intended or the way God would say you know that he he's caring for them he's reaching out to them and they're turning right away right away from him um it's as if we are called on the carpet of, <laughs> of that's not good now. And it's because that's what they're actually doing. They're turning away from God and pointing the finger at someone else because that somehow can get it off of their accountability or, or something. So what it feels like. And so it's sad, but then the whole nation is kind of shouldering that right now <laughs> or something. Yeah. I'm not sure. <clears throat>
0: That makes sense. Do we do we keep going on to this subject matter now, or do we call it quits? Because I'm I'm I don't know why I just I literally just had a brain tumor, and, and I think I need a doctor to pull it out. Because what I, are you talking about? I blanked. About? I blanked out. I looked up at you. I was hearing what you were saying. Then I looked up at you, and I forgot everything well, that was going on. all I was saying was me. I that just told the me, like, what happened. You
1: said that the um, the ideas now are being put forth that whatever is hidden should be revealed because, right. and we should I wear it on our there. sleeves, and we should. And I'm saying it's because they're trying to go directly against God, and they've got to have justification for that. They've got to
0: yes, point fingers yes. at someone that's what that's where I, I was
1: saying Romans 1 is is the reference for that. That is exactly what's going on, trying to, whatever, we're lauding and praising creatures. We've been talking about all these different, uh, there's lots of weird stuff going on out there right well, now. Well, yeah,
0: and I thank Rather you for than your patience in kind of re-explaining that to me. I, I remember all that and just literally just want to blank on it um but the creation uh the order of things is flipped upside down yeah that's what you're saying and that's and that's yeah I, I think that's the problem is we we're letting culture blow um in in a direction that is uh trying to blow away the foundations of faith and things that have defined it forever and um the bible warns us about that tells us that we're going to come a time where we're we'll called evil good and good evil as i mentioned earlier i think that um you know, the, one of the things, the one of the questions, maybe we, in this conversation uh, today, may bring us to a question: is what do we do when the cultural wind blows against your foundations? You know, in, in other words, how do we handle this? And and because we're dealing with it, privacy and and the issue of privacy and COVID. Um, you know, today, uh, the person we dearly care about in the Christian leadership community. Um, uh, I to say the wrong name, Piper. John Piper would love him, but a, our kids greeted us with, what's this article? And he basically put an article out there for all to see. He says, go get the shot, you know, and I'm going, okay, uh, thanks for that encouragement, Mr. Man of Influence. But it, the article, I think, clearly said, here's my view on it, but don't feel like you have to well, or don't have to. I don't know how was, that
1: went. Uh, what he was trying to, he was taking an angle on, um, for Christians, he felt who were confused about who they should follow. Yes, follow, but not, but, but in a sense of um, if they wanted to, it was like he took the perspective of all what he would deem conservatives are refusing the facts. Scene, but if you want to side with a you know uh, liberal over here or whatever and get it, just don't worry about it. That's what you know. You have freedom and you should go and do that. So everyone, go get one. <laughs> it's almost like. But that's not really the truth of what's out there. Right. There's a mix of people who've decided, for various reasons, yeah. that this vaccine doesn't fit with their need or their. And and you called it a shot. It's actually just a shot. It's just a lessening of symptoms. It's not. It's just another way to deal with this um, viral, you know, Problem. explosion of COVID nineteen right. that we've right. dealt with. It's not the end all, but it is been now mandated by our government in some areas and some uh, some jobs and whatever, as if it's really the only thing that they'll allow you to, the only way you'll allow you to treat it. So I don't understand that mixed messaging from a pastor who right, and this one, may or may not. I mean, he's in the older um, demographic, so maybe apply to he's him in the risk Maybe category, he should yeah. have said that in that article. I, I don't think, my think mom he and did of and the age, you know. If that's Except more that. of a fear or something. And in reality, my mom and I were talking about this. But God still knows when you're going to die. He knows, the Bible says he knows the very hairs of your head. And he knows the hours of life that you have. So whether or not it's of this or that virus or disease or whatever. it And and literally, however you treat it. Shouldn't we go to him first, first of all? Mm-hmm. And if there's genuinely something you can keep yourself from dying, I, I believe he'll lead you to that because it's not your time or whatever or if he's got some other remedies or some other things you're supposed to do then, then you'll do that. I I don't understand the hype, um, hyping of fear so that it will seem as if this is God's word to you or this is God's word to you. I'm struggling with that from pastors however I was like I was talking about worldview I don't know if, um, a little bit ago and we were talking with our daughters earlier there's also uh, many, many other things that ought to be spoken from the pulpit that aren't being.
0: Right, and I, I don't, can. I, if you mind me interrupting, I'm sorry. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. One of the things that you well, you referenced uh, the uh, God has our days numbered, Psalm 912 right? God teaches to number our days so that we may gain a heart of wisdom.
1: Oh no, I'm um, I'm referring to how God says your days are numbered. There's one. That's okay. Grab another one because there's, you know,
0: how many times does the scripture say, you know, you're, 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 um, you're like a breath of wind or a, a puff of smoke, grass withers, flowers fade. Our lives are but up and people mm-hmm. might say, you know, well, we're trying to preserve or maintain life. Well, there's two things. Number one, um, is, you know, your life is in God's hands. You're going to die at the time that you're, Destined to die. I, there's mm-hmm. a lot of jokes. I was um, laugh, telling you silly jokes this morning, but I'm not going to tell a joke right now, even if the laugh track is this. Um, <laughs> the uh, w- about you know how we went Pe- Peter or someone. No, first off, you don't meet Peter at the heavenly gates. There's no scriptural reference to that, or any other apostle mm-hmm. for that matter. But you know, get to heaven, and they're surprised that someone gets there early. There's no getting to heaven early. Heaven can wait. It was a movie, not a reality. <laughs> yeah. You get there when you get there, and and um, and. <clears throat> We need to understand that our lives are in, in, mm-hmm. are indefinite. They're not forever. And th- when people are saying, "Well, if you're living your life in your," <laughs> oh gosh, I had a good thought and it went away. This is the way my day is going. This is the, you know, I must have kicked over the camera in my mind. Um, the because uh, you get hit with people. Well, you protect people by considering them yeah. and that kind of thing as an argument. And so pastors are trying to figure out how to react to this is what you were saying and and a minute ago. And for me, I was saying, well, you know, the thing is I think that what's happening in our culture is we're trying to be, we're being worn out over time to just comply (laughs) to whatever it is. And I want to say clearly, whatever it is Mm -hmm. that a a government authority wants us to be. And if we go back to the Old Testament and we look at Saul, I'm sorry, baby. If we go back to the Old Testament and we look at Saul, that's why they, Israel was screaming for a king. They were being worn out by the culture around them. How do we respond when the culture is coming after us? Well, Israel said, we want a king. And God said, you want a king? Here's a king. And Saul turned out not to be the best king on earth. He united the people for a time, and then the man's idea fell apart because it wasn't God's well, God idea. God warned them. Yeah, and God I warned them. We don't want a king. And, and so I mean, for us, not
1: really what's best for you.
0: <laughs> yeah, and so for us, it's going to be, who are going to trust? Are we going to trust the government? Are we going to look for a king?
1: Well, or we can look also, to God
0: to give the answer to life and death too, because yeah, that's where okay, we are right now. That's is, what I'm getting at.
1: And isn't it possible that the enemy's trying to distract us also? Because I still want to harp on the fact that I don't hear from very many pulpits how um, horrible how our nation should be punished just for abortion itself, and and this particular administration putting in uh, different types of uh, like broke down when Trump had tried to. Uh, Take away the funds that were that were supposedly funding abortions throughout the world, and we put that back into effect. Well, God's going to judge our nation for th- things like that. We're, we're distracted about some virus that most people ninety <laughs> what ninety seven percent is like the lowest of the age groups. Mm-hmm. Um, the the number of people affected by it, or you know, that would die from it, or whatever. Most of the age groups are over. Ninety-nine percent of people will, will live through it. It might be difficult, but they'll live through it. Um, that is such a least concern to me of health, even health issues in our country. And yet, people, women walk in every day and get and kill babies and just let them die. Willfully, right, yeah. yeah. And so, again, that goes to the culture saying
0: what what is life and what is death. And this is where I think yeah. what you were saying a minute ago. What I'm trying to get at here is we're
1: by the way the same passage that talks about um all the days are ordained for me written in your book before one of them came to be that's psalm 139 that also talks about how he he saw my unformed body yeah
0: well and and i um so when it gets to the government thing and we put our trust in the government what i'm saying is we've got pastors now speaking out on this health care issue that's in our country and i'm again the healthcare issue in our country is what it is. Um, I'm, you know, I've looked at the efficacy over time, and I have my opinions about that. But what I see more than the healthcare issue is power taking advantage of an opportunity to strengthen its foothold yeah. over its people. That is not an American problem. That is a global issue, and it is a historically global issue. Yeah, sure there is, is no time in history where you can't find something like that—something creating a fear in a people, even if it was in the olden days. Rome protected the people by giving them a safe place where they didn't have to be afraid of being run over or attacked by going out and conquering all the foes around them. So they were worried about war and those kinds of they kept those and as long as those things were in pass and Rome ultimately deified anyway, you it's an old history it's an old problem throughout history. And I mean that's why Jesus would be confusing. He's the savior of the world and his his answer to it was to go ahead and die. So that confused people until he showed back up a few days later. Then they got, oh, they had that moment. For us as believers we live in that oh moment we understand that death is is a thing that comes but it's also a temporal thing for us a temporary thing for us that we're going to be again living with christ in eternity and when us as believers deviate from that message and we wade out of these muddy mm-hmm. waters yeah. then we wind up getting confusing the people who are looking to us for leadership now i don't think that we don't address the political issues we have to because politics has got its fingers all in our christianity Right now, but when we begin to take a side with it in such a way to where we are now being looked to, and we're pastoring people to take, um, to, to follow secular leadership, and I say secular, ungodly leadership, not leadership that is ordained by God. God's given us governments. Yes, Paul talks about, you know, subjecting ourselves to governments, and I'm sure Piper talked about it in his article. I only read the, the headlines you guys share with me, but. Irregardless, not a word. Um, Regardless regardless of that fact, setting it aside, we as believers are called to entreat people to think, Mm -hmm. not to say to them, just submit.
1: Well, and to be autonomous. uh, Israel
0: means to wrestle with God. We are to to engage with this
1: question. Being in relationship with Jesus is an autonomous thing. It's an individual thing. That's what I have believed all along too so you're right to to think to consider we we submit only to Jesus himself who is our but in that we submit because he's our life he's everything we don't we die literally choose to die to ourselves to our, our own decisions and our own life which is you're exactly right I feel like it's going right the opposite to encourage people to clamp hold of life and be you know I mean life itself if it's Jesus he's gonna he's gonna be the one that leads us he's gonna be the one that gives us those answers and and he being our very life is the only message we really are um, especially as pastors to me faith you know that's that's where we're to be faithful so these other things speaking into people's lives unless they have to to me again the abortion issue is that it's been so skewed and mis um, misrepresented, and and you're right about the other ones that have to do with sexualities and whatever misrepresented by what Christians even should um, see. To me, it's a black and white, so easily understood that God's the author of life, and we don't kill it. Yeah. And that doesn't and it doesn't matter where you even think quote life begins. You know when a a woman decides that. She's pregnant, or understands she's pregnant. That first thrill of there's a life inside her, that's immediate. That is not mm-hmm. oh, now you it grows as soon as you hear the heartbeat, as soon as you hear or feel it moving. But that that immediate initial, everyone has that same response to oh, there's a life there. So it's again Romans one. It's without excuse that people decide they can turn off that button. That, that God-centered button in them that says it's a life, and decide that no, it's just a clump of cells that I can get rid of because those kinds of things it, it, we're taking into our hands, and God's saying y- you're missing the point, you're missing the, the whole picture. So I agree. Through the uh, ministry, ministry needs to be really careful to me what we stand strongly on, because it, it's it's very obvious in Scripture what you, you know what we're called to be. Um, and stand strongly on, and then the other things are are about individual choices and godly leadership. God, lead, God, leading them as individuals.
0: I know. I remember what we were talking about earlier. We were walking around the lake earlier, and uh, you were struggling with a passage in um, Jeremiah. And uh, because I think this speaks to a little bit to the issue, and you were talking about how the prophets are. Um, or God is saying to the people through the prophets, you're condemned or you're judged, or, and that yet, then there's, then how are we dealing with uh, the fact that, on the other hand, the, there's a, the, I, I took apart what you said and said that God addresses people as, a, a, the, his people as a group, but yet oh, when we okay. get enga- engaged back, like
1: I'm reading in Jeremiah, and there's a lot of really confusing stuff in Jeremiah. But yeah. No, the passage we were just de- discussing was Romans 10.
0: That's where we're talking about. Well, I thought we were, you started Jeremiah the and we kind of rolled of, back through I all just
1: of it. said well, Jeremiah is very confusing because there's a lot of judgment things there. There's, you know, he wants them to stay as a remnant in the exiled area. And uh, and yet they go down to Egypt and all, there's all kinds of weird, confusing things there. But no, we were discussing the end of Romans 10 and how it seems as if Paul is talking about, because um, uh, he's talking about the Israelites and how... You know, the end of Romans ten talks about how will they go? How will they know without um, someone to tell them? How will they? um, How can they have faith even unless you know they hear the word of God? And then, but how will they know unless they are told? How will they go unless they are sent? That's that angle. But then Paul comes all the way down to um, faith. Faith comes from what is heard and what is heard comes through the I asked, didn't they hear? And he says, yeah, they heard. The The voice has gone out to all the earth and all the words to the end of the inhabited world, but I asked, did Israel not understand? And then he says, uh, no, Israel, you know, basically Israel turned away from him. I will make you jealous of those who are not a nation because then the scripture or the uh, Gospel was taken to the Gentiles. I was found by those who were not looking for me. I revealed myself to those who were not asking for me. And then he says, but to Israel, he says, all day long I've spread out my hands to a disobedient and defiant people.
0: I don't know where.
1: We were talking about the passage.
0: Well, yeah, and I was saying earlier that what I was looking for or looking at was, I was saying to you that there's the way in which God addresses people, and then it seems like when man speaks back, so it's like group and then, oftentimes, then, then, like Abraham says, but if there's 50 righteous, or if there's a few righteous, yeah, remember, that's where I got on that. So there's an individual right. response here. So I, I think that this, the thing I'm having happening with pastors here that we need to be careful about, is we're tending to take this group approach, and or trying to make individuals respond to something that may or may not be. Um uh, ah,
1: like th- to them is that what you're saying we're we're making it a whole overall arching thing, but individuals aren't aren't being. well addressed. we have to realize that we're
0: looking we we look at the the we are we are a nation we're a group we're a people, and that's that's important, but there's also the individual aspect there. God cared to respond to Abraham and say, if there's fifty, then I'll spare the city if there's you know a few, I'll spare the city and at the end, he spares lot and his family right mm-hmm. so God cares about us as individuals, which implies to me that we have a responsibility to act in obedience to God as individuals, the group matters, but the individual freedoms cannot be um, forced upon us. So we don't need to be as religious leaders telling people, we tell them what's, what, what the scriptures teach and what's good for the culture and the country and how we should behave within that. But when we start getting into some things that are very subjective, like current science, yeah. Then well, it's problematic. Say, we can't current, something that fine. shifts and you changes. You give your yeah. opinion
1: on what you felt like God. I there's so many different angles to this. So many people are convicted about one thing or another, and we've talked about this in a number of, of areas of subject matter. It is not ours to tell someone else how to behave under God. In reality, behavior to me is subjective. Like you're saying, I mean, any given situation is different, but the bible's clear about principles it's a it's clear about listening to god's voice like you said an individual's hearing and walking with god and then the fruit of the spirit and and the ways that we're supposed to respond to each other and we were talking the other day james 3 about wisdom and what wisdom from god looks like and it's peaceable and it's loving and it's but it also says and it's open to reason so it's like you said it's contemplating what's all angles of it. It's not given a directive that applies to a whole
0: group of people, right? Is that what you're – I think so. Yeah, that makes sense. That's what I'm saying, yeah. We, there's, we're, we're trying to um, – I, I think the thing is, is – so to go to the question that I kind of phrased or framed in some of the things we've talked about, what do we do when the cultural winds or the political winds are blowing against us? You know, How should we behave as believers? We I think one of the things is we do need to pay attention to our spiritual authorities, the people in our lives who are over us. Um, we need to be uh, careful as leaders not to – we need to be – here's what I'm getting at with the bit, the bit with Piper today. We need to be mindful of the influence we exert. In other words, even if he says if, – if John Piper says to a group of people, and he knows this, I know he knows it, that this is what I would do, then regardless if he says this is what I would do but you do whatever you want, People are going to do gonna what happen, he would
1: do yeah, it's gonna because they a trust him. Right. Yeah.
0: He's exerting an undue influence there. So things that you want to – and I don't know how to stop that from happening other than never allowing church pastors to get <laughs> to such mammoth support. We should never idolize someone to that point. There's always going to be somebody who's going to be just that simple in their thinking. And I, and I would never accuse Piper of, of being um, the person who would take advantage of simple-minded folk. Um but we we're supposed to be challenging people to in, to in, in, engage thoughtfully with scripture, and that's where our that's our our field of, of boundary should be yeah. when it comes to, hey, the science is safe, go do this. I don't care. you don't know. I mean, <laughs> leeching is a good thing.
1: We <laughs> well, still practice it today. Say, you that's know? been true for yeah many, many years that the pulpit has been kind of a determining factor on what is true science or what is true this or that. And the sad thing is it's had to retract it several times because once, like at one point when they, um, it was the church who had declared that it was uh, instead of uh, the sun revolving around, or the you know the planets revolving around the sun, it was this, the sun revolving around, I forgot what that's called, heliography or whatever it is. Um, <laughs> I think it's See, we're not he, scientists. The person, yeah, I what the word is um, heliocentric versus uh, yeah, yeah, whatever the other, other words. But anyway, um, earthocentric. The no, <laughs> yeah. The church declared and kind of, and then even uh, burned at the stake or whatever, people who were quote heretics who would come up with different scientific notions. i never understood that when I'm reading historical. Um, Stuff like that, why the church would need to take such a strong stand? But exactly what you're saying. Well, when the, the church, church gets involved in um those types of things, I guess then it has to also back itself up and be accountable to it. So then if we're wrong, now that person's
0: <laughs> Do you think it's possible that we as human beings have to be the final authority yeah, I on think things? The individuals think, have to right? be the final authority on things. Because yeah. I'm thinking to myself, but well, the church so doesn't awful. the church did those things when they were the final authority on all things, and they mm-hmm. had to be the final authority on all things. Well, here's the deal. Jesus is the final exactly. authority on all things, and he just let them kill him. Ooh. He didn't stop them from killing him. He didn't take and say, you're not going to kill me. I'm Jesus, and I'm the final authority. He wiped them out. He says, no, you guys are all broken and messed up. Kill me. I'll demonstrate to you something important. Like, you can't kill me. Um, but like I am so the final to some part. degree, the church, one of the things that the church needs to remember, a Christian should remember, is we're to be meek and humble amongst uh, our accusers even. Yeah. And so – You know, while I'm saying that we need to take stands, we have to do stand. We have to do stands. (laughs) And we have to stand in such a way that we're still humble about it. We're not, we're not, um, we're right, you're wrong, suck it. That's what the world's saying to us. We need to be, you know, on the other side of that saying, no. um, Okay, well, if you feel like you're right, I know you're not. I I Um, agree with you, except
1: when it comes down to literally saving lives. And I think Jesus, the one thing that would have because he healed people he was there to save. he gave
0: them he gave the news do you know what i'm saying he told them the good news he didn't hold back the truth right but and he, he didn't demand to conformity life. to the truth he said here's the truth i am the way the truth and the life okay but he said what he said um excuse me back roll back a little bit he says you will know the truth the truth will set you free he says you are my disciples if you obey me you will know the truth and the truth. So be. He doesn't say, You're my disciples, fall down and obey me and do what I say, and you are no longer free because well, that's not freedom. Election,
1: but I'm saying he also is salvation and came to give his life based on saving a life. A all of humanity. Yeah, you know, and, and what I'm, I'm getting at is he
0: was so comfortable with that that he didn't have to be right on earth because he was right anyway. Exactly.
1: But what I'm getting at is we should be willing to die, literally die on hills of Saving innocent lives. Right. No. 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 Now, now you're, you're rolling back to the abortion together. question. I think
0: a little bit I'm here, and ju- I agree with you. I'm there.
1: just saying there are absolutes that we should be standing on so much. Absolutely. Than on. <laughs> that was questions, an interesting word choice. <laughs> yeah. Um, question marks of science, like you just said.
0: Yeah. Those well, that's are not, okay. Like, not so worth issues for um, us to
1: take, like you said, take our influence yeah. and even ruin our reputation of influence in that way, because if we angle our thinking on that and, and i mean if we take a, a public stance on something then that's what we're known for yeah so
0: well here's here's what i'm getting at within our spheres of control within our spheres of influence we have who we are and if you come into our sphere of influence and act outside of who that is then we can push you outside of that sphere in other words you know um if some you, we used abortion as a thing if you're a pro i want to um be pro pro abortion and kill li- kill people, kill babies, etc. And we're not going to give you a teaching platform in our community of faith because we don't agree with you. Okay. And that's wrong. We believe life is, is by conception. We believe that God is the author of life. You have no authority to take it. All right. But if we're out in your world, we don't change who we are, but we're not going to, um, I'm trying to work that out. Uh, because in, in that particular issue, we are trying to make action politically, because that's we can move to try and change the laws in our country, because we have that ability to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, my 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 thing broke down because in that one, I'm going to fight for it all the way to end. That's that's an issue I'll that's fight for. It. So there are things that we're going to fight a couple for. Of things,
1: because those are This is where we
0: think out loud. This in public. is something.
1: Well, this is <laughs> this is a good example of how it's not science, and yet someone would call it.
0: Yeah, this culture, you know, culture and political it is, pushing
1: their own way. It is spiritual. Oh, yeah, yeah. A life of, because we believe that any and all life comes from God, there's a life that we're fighting for. It is not a question of science whether or not that life begins at conception. So what I'm trying to say is the 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 hills that we really ought to literally be crucified on or be um, willing to be like Jesus in and give our lives up are the ones that are like that that are, are obvious that it's breaking God's heart right. there are other issues like these that if we speak into them we take that on our own shoulders to, to determine that we know the science or we know the whatever or the. but that there are some issues that it's just not um, there's no question and we, we as Christians should be much more forthright with what is right. correct and true, and what's been disappointing recently is that these some of these leaders that and I don't want to name names, but I will eventually if that needs to be that side any any close to the party that would destroy abortion or would destroy babies under abortion, and I and I will say that is the Democratic vote. It's their stated platform. They you know. stand on killing. In the they elevates the
0: choice of the that is.
1: It's not right for currently us to breathing
0: air. Encourage people versus the ones who haven't yet taken their first breath. But that because they. And so, um, yeah. that's not
1: necessarily true. <laughs> the ones, um, uh, the law in Virginia that was trying to get passed that I think did get passed, but that after their um, first few hours they could also snuff out the life, which is.
0: Well, I know, well, in, we in, in, and in China, infanticide was huge during the one-child thing. If they didn't have a girl, if they didn't have a boy, they would play the leave the girls out on the side of the road to die, because that's the result of, of, yeah, of, the of, of trying to control the, to of the life means, and death. Yeah. And so the yeah, yeah, So I'm bouncing around. I'm not sure where where we're at.
1: Well, all I was trying to say was the leadership oh. does need to be careful because if we go toward that at all, that is a that to me would be God can uh, would turn his back because we and judgment is coming anyway we know that but the Bible is really clear that judgment is actually to the people of God mm-hmm. if we're we don't we don't incur God's wrath but we do incur his judgment when we go against or are in disobedience of him and that's where I think our nation has to be careful because we have stood up on um, the platform of being a Christian nation was that one that was supposed not not a Christian nation as in a chosen uh, whatever I know that that's we've tried to keep that separate but we have it is known all over the globe that we have stood for Christian principles we were formed on Christian principles that was the whole point of our constitution was written so that God was honored in that so if that's true if that's the platform that we say we are as Americans and as you know as the United States then that is what we have to be careful that we are honoring God with and well, that is the one place I believe and that there is a move in our country to take
0: that away they don't want us to to yeah, be that exactly. kind of thing, and so that's where. But in order to do that, they literally to remove the foundational um, moral structure that we have in our country. Right. The only way to do that is to alter our original founding documents, and that's what's happening.
1: Well, right and now what I'm trying to say is things. the only thing I believe pastors and spiritual leaders should be doing is standing strong on those types of undergirding. You know, the ones that are going to be st- the <laughs> the words are. Uh, escaping me, but the principles of Scripture that are absolute and obvious that God is going to make us accountable to and that is stuff like we know, killing innocent lives, that hundreds of thousands of babies are killed every year in this country. And that's what I'm trying to say. The rest of this is irrelevant and the enemy's trying to distract us with it. He's trying to distract um, leaders and even, even when um, Trump became president uh, in the, that last session the idea of trying to pull down who he was and be distracted by what was not presidential or whatever they want to say about him caused uh, Christians to to not differentiate what they ought to be standing for for this country. That, that's what I'm trying to say. And in this country, um, we are accountable to those couple of obvious scriptural principles. One is standing for innocent life and the other one is standing behind Israel, which is what the Bible says... That is an absolute, and so anyway, these things—you know—the rest of this is so irrelevant to me. It—it's definitely a healthcare crisis. Um, there's people who have had to deal with some things, and we've even lost some loved ones even recently. So there Perhaps. are people—there are people dealing with life and death issues. But that is not an absolute that we have to uh, so, camp on.
0: So summarize, summarize my uh, thoughts. What do we do when the culture gets busy? Um, we don't lose focus on, mm-hmm. and, it's, and but we look to was, the Bible
1: for definitions for wisdom to me the one thing that has come through this and I believe it's pretty clear um, is in James 3 when it talks about some, the wisdom of this world um, is uh, bay, well, I'll put it I'll read this little passage who is wise and understanding among you how, how should he show his works in good conduct with wisdom's gentleness but if you have bitter envy or selfish ambition in your heart and don't brag and lie in defiance of the truth, this type of wisdom does not come from above, but it's earthly, it's sensual, it's demonic. For where envy and selfish ambition exist, there's disorder and every kind of evil. But then the wisdom that is above is first pure and it's peace-loving, it's gentle. We talked about the word compliant, it's it's obedient, but it's also... Um, in the ESV it says open to reason it is full of mercy and good fruits without favoritism and hypocrisy anyway the evil the selfish ambition and the evil has come through to me in this whole debate about um, how to take care of this one virus that we're having and that is that's the source we have to look for in my book what do you, what are your thoughts to sum that up to? I didn't mean to interrupt
0: no you didn't interrupt me. Um, I just realized it's Tuesday. <laughs> I thought it was Monday all day. So that's why I looked down at my watch for a second to go, wait a minute, is it actually Tuesday? That's how messed up I am. But no, I, um, ah. And as a result of that, wisdom, I threw, you know, summing, I yeah. Summing. Yeah, summarizing James 3 is what you were you were saying at the end of that, selfish ambition. And what are your th- the, the two kinds of wisdom we were talking about. Um, and so for me, that the, um, yeah, I agree. We have to decide whether or not the worldly wisdom is where we're living or whether we're living on the foundations. Well, Don't get and, distracted from and that. And looking yeah. at the source. That's yeah, what the source. That's, what, that's the difference, worldly wisdom and, and, and godly wisdom. Where Where do we get our wisdom from, right? Yeah. I didn't but hear I, you wrong in that. So, right.
1: I'm just talking about if you can trace back the source of some of these things, which we know if Big Pharma's involved, that there's some source of selfish ambition. Well, we have yeah. to take that into
0: account. Here, here's the thing.
1: As uh, as. Considering. That,
0: I don't want to, I'm not pushing back. I want to underline this. If a human being is involved and what is coming from those human beings, be them in a large, far, far away entity that has the name of government or pharma or corporations, or if that which is driving that is coming from a, a core structure that is rooted in the Former the selfish ambition, this and it's about the money. When it becomes about the money, when it comes about what we love the most, then it's going to be destructive. And it's not aware. Of the, and the wisdom is going to feed the source of its most, um, the feed the source of its appetite. And if its appetite is money, then it's not going to be concerned about you. If the if it's coming from something that's that's gentle and humble and pure, it's coming for saving and what was the most important thing to God, right. to his people. So he gave his life that they might be able to live. So he didn't, he didn't go, you know, Satan offered Jesus money. He said, you know, Hey, you can have all the kingdoms of the world. And he goes, that's not what's important. Mm-hmm. You know, you have all the power in the world. That's not what's important. You can have the world. I've got that already. Thanks. Um, I mean, that's not exactly how it played out, but that's what was inside Jesus. He knew he already had all this stuff and, and he didn't need to Lord that over us, even though he was the Lord over us. Instead, he came and served us. He wanted to elevate us and lift us up. And we should be working to elevate the people, the individuals. Part of that means giving you the autonomy yeah. to make a decision about things in your life that are important to you. And showing you that... Um,
1: <clears throat> or that affect you. Yeah. That affect you. Except, yeah. Except <laughs> what? Except for when it comes to yeah, affecting... yeah. No, I agree with you. I'm just okay, saying yeah, okay. the autonomy. But the problem with the the abortion industry is, it's not the autonomy of the what's affecting them. It's what's it's another life. Well, yeah, that's you know, defending I mean, the defenseless. Yeah, yeah exactly. that's
0: <laughs> absolutely. That's all I was trying to. Think. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm sorry. I was, so you're saying I'm accidentally might have made an argument for choice. You have the authority to make the decision. No, <laughs> no you have the ability to make the autonomy until what the decision you're making is is destroying yeah, the life yeah. of another person, which is coming back at us in the other medical <laughs> debate too. But I want to be. Uh, real clear about that. Sometimes living our lives freely and openly and, um, and faithfully means that setting an example of that for others is as well as important and um, without getting into those discussions. It's so funny how Satan can take and people who have desires of power take something that has at its at its core something good and consider it and twists it mm-hmm. for its own means. And, and that's what I'm saying is a culture does that. It looks for ways to get around a problem, or just simple to temporarily solve a problem, rather than addressing the core root of it. And the core root of it is, we need a savior. We need someone bigger than us. And the savior is not in Washington. The savior is not on the throne of Israel. Not the savior Lord is the not United in a States. parliament. Yeah. It's not in not in a foreign. It's not in China. It's not in Russia. The savior that we have is the only one that can save us is Jesus. Because what was it we heard you the other day was said? So well. That Solomon is pointing out that if if the problem emanates from mankind, which is fundamentally broken, it, because of that fundamental brokenness, does not have within itself the ability to solve the problem. It can mitigate the damage, but it cannot solve the problem. So while I may be able to diagnose you, uh, Ecclesiastes is what we're looking at. While I may be able to diagnose the problem, there is no solve to the problem. And that's why the teacher in Ecclesiastes concludes with God is our only hope. Yeah. We need someone who's not broken that mm-hmm. knows how we're supposed to look to get us there. And
1: That's what we can wrap this up with. My mom and dad were healed by God because he's the healer, not a particular medicine yeah. or not
0: um, a mandate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so with that being said, if I'm talking to somebody who's worried that I'm going to kill them because I'm – whatever reason and not because I'm toting a gun but because maybe I'm wearing a mask or my mask is pulled down. I, that Earlier we talked about just one day I was at a store I had my mask pulled down. And somebody yelled at me from 30 feet, put your mask on. And I'm like, I'm 30 feet you away from you. I'm like, why is this an issue? Am I going to kill you at 30 feet? Well, the thing that I'm, I'm saying there is if the reality is I know that God's numbered that person's days and mine. If I'm the source of his death, that's not me. That's God. It's, it's just not because I killed him. I should be. I'm not, 30 feet. I'm not being reckless, right? You don't think I'm being reckless at 30 feet? <laughs> so, but the point of the matter is that you know, ultimately, I believe that's true for all human beings. The best thing I could offer that guy is protection that's better than a mask. I can say, dude, Jesus loves you. He's gonna take care of you. You're gonna be okay. <laughs> and that being said, I sat down and counseled. Um, I've counseled people on immunizations and all sorts of things. And I've said in the in the to faithfully in those counseling sessions, I'll say, Do you believe that God is the author of life and death? And if that person says yes, I'm gonna say no matter what you decide, with a shot or not a shot, with an amputation or not an I said it too fast, it sounded like. Then you need to understand that God is the one who has your life. Yeah. And that's what we that's what want to get on. across. Is we're living on the way that God has your life.
1: By faith we
0: taking the risk of we science. Take a walk down the
1: street. Yep, by faith, faith we get up in the morning. Yep. And
0: then, so yeah. So who is it that invented uh, uh, Madame Curie? Was it yeah. cancer? Is that the right one? She died from the exposure to the radiation. radiation. Yeah. yeah, she gave her life to to give us a possible help to some other things, but um, but that was her choice, and as a result, mankind benefited from it. So, again, that person's decision. Did she die because of the radiation poisoning? Well, that was a cause of death, but did she die because of? It? No, it was her time. At the end of the day, it was her time, mm-hmm. um, and we can make the argument. But what if somebody jumps off a building? Well, that's another conversation for another day. Still, <laughs> God do that. But um, that's where we agree with Piper entirely. Um, so I think we're done here. It comes to the end. First off, I want to thank our new engineer, Elijah, is sitting in the back today, controlling this, so that we don't have to. I don't have to push any buttons and make it good. So Elijah, if you want to give yourself a round of applause, feel free to. Otherwise, don't. Um, but uh, <laughs> he booed himself. Um, so. Tanya doesn't have an earpiece in so she can't hear that he booed himself right now. Anyway I think that's it so um, we'll let the music play and we'll see you next time or hear you next, oh wait you'll hear us next time and you'll see us <laughs> next time um, That's a lot of people say that, we'll see you next time like there's somebody in the room with them there's not, it's like we'll see, I'm just rattling on, is the music yes, playing? Because yes. I can't hear the music anyway. I can't
1: there you
0: take, take care of that
1: Goodbye. I can't